Hello there. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Johnson. And you're listening to SpongeMind, a podcast for language learners of Korean and English. So this is our very, very first SpongeMind podcast here. Thank you all for listening. Um, we're going to get into some very, what we believe to be basic things in the language learning process, some principles that will guide you throughout your own language learning journey. So a lot of people, when they, especially people who haven't learned a language, when they think of the process, they think, oh, no pain, no gain. It's going to be hard. You know, no matter what, I got to put in a lot of time and focus and energy and, oh, it's just going to be such a difficult, difficult thing. But it doesn't really have to be that way, does it? It doesn't. You know, a lot of people say it's really hard to learn grammar or, you know, and of course it, it can be if you go about it the wrong way. But we have some different views on that and we're going to get into that. Uh, in this. Johnson, you want to explain that a little bit, what you believe about grammar study? Yeah, I mean, my experience has been always the more struggle that I had when I was learning a new word or expression or grammar point in English, the more struggle I will have when I actually try to use it. Mm. I think it's the same for all the other English learners that I encountered too, that I helped. Yeah. The more difficulty they had learning a word or expression, uh, they have harder time. putting that out of their mouth. Yeah. And I think it's true for even Korean learners too, or pretty much for any foreign language learner. And there's a reason for it, because it's psychological. Mm-hmm. When you put something too deep into the corner of your attic, then it's harder to get it out. <laughs> I think that your brain works the same way Interesting. too. Interesting. If you work too hard to keep it really organized and put it in a box labeled with a red post-it note that's under another box, and then you want to go get it out. I see what you mean. Right. Leave it on the table, it's easier to pick it up, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Yeah. So I think language learning kind of works the same way too. So uh, when you learn something intuitively, Mm -hmm. when you learn something easily, that means you're going to have easier time using it too. That has been always my experience. Yeah, I can can totally vouch for that. The weird thing is though that I'm not really aware of it when I I use the things I've learned subconsciously. As I've gotten to a higher level of Korean, I kind of pick up on grammar structures and... Uh, I've, I've sort of heard them before, and sometimes I even use them, and I'm not quite sure if it's right or not. I just use it. But that's the point. There's no difficulty there because I don't need to worry about, oh, is this right or not because I studied it the other day, and this book said this, and that book said that. It's just, oh, I think it gets used in this situation. Let me try it out. Try it. No reaction. It worked. <laughs> you know? They don't laugh at you. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, exactly. Right? You said it wrong. Yeah. I look for the, the cringed forehead as a feedback of whether my sentence was wrong or not. <laughs> oh, I messed that one up. That's right. Or they wink. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into these principles, how to make the language learning process easy. You know, we, we both very much believe, uh, and part of what we built SpongeMind on together is... The, the mindset that techniques may vary, but principles don't. Techniques may be different from person to person, but the principles are the same. And what is that principle, Johnson? Oh, the principle is this. Learn like a baby does. In other words, repeat the process that we went through when you're a baby, learning our native language. Yeah. That's the principle. It makes the whole thing easier. It really does. So we have uh, three major points here that we're going to get into. And the first point is... To listen to the sound of the language. Now, whether you're a beginner or you're later on in your language learning process, this principle remains equally important. Learn to listen to the language, your target language, as if it were music. So when you listen to music, you're very... uh, You're not really worried about what note is being played. I mean, unless you're a professional musician, you're probably not thinking, oh, that's an A-flat, and... 
you know, you're just going along with it and uh, listening, essentially, you know, taking it in, drinking it in, if you will. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what a baby does too, right? Mm -hmm. When uh, she's learning the native language. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she doesn't understand, she doesn't comprehend. So to a baby, a language is not not a carrier of meanings. A language is a collection of sounds. Totally. Like a bird song. Totally. Or the sound of a waterfall. (laughs) You know? Exactly. And never listen to a bird squawking and think like, oh, what are they saying? I wonder if that's the noun or the, the verb in the sentence. I must be so stupid. I don't know what they're saying. We never feel that way, right? Yeah. But we never go through that step. We always skip that step. We try to comprehend right away. Yeah. And I think that's where the tragedy begins. And that's why it gets so much more difficult than it needed to be. I find that a lot of, especially a lot of Korean learners that I interact with, um, Mm -hmm. I find that they, I I usually tell them that they need to do some more listening. In fact, I tell my Korean people learning English students, I got to be really clear with that. I tell them as well that, They need to listen to the language. They need to listen to English. They need to listen to their target language a lot more than they are currently. Um, And that's the biggest problem with most people learning language. They're just starving their ears. I mean, they lack so much in that department, listening, lack of input. Totally lack of input. Auditory input. Mm -hmm. So the biggest barrier, I believe, is that people try it. They do it a little bit. They know clearly I got to learn this language, so I should listen to it. But then they do it, and they expect to be able to comprehend something, like, Think about it this way. Since they've been a child, their entire experience of their life listening to any language has been of completely understanding it (laughs) or almost completely understanding it. So they're conditioned to to believe that spoken words should be understood. Although they never understood a thing when they were a baby, they never did. They forgot how they felt. They just forgot. Exactly. (laughs) At the same time, forgot. Yeah, yeah. We may tend to do that at times, listeners. Um, Johnson and I think very much alike, so we may say the same thing. And we look alike in case you you haven't seen our picture. (laughs) Yeah, so much alike. People mistake us for twins all the time. Sarcasm. So deliberately listening to the language without without caring about comprehension is extremely, extremely important. In fact, I believe the most important thing in the language learning journey. It's the first step. It's the foundation. It builds the basis for other skills too. So later you're going to be learning vocabulary, grammar, you know, reading, all these things. But all these other language skills are built upon the foundation that you uh, make uh, when you listen to the language, like you listen to music, the sound of it. So you get rid of this foreignness of the language. Mm. Oh, yeah, exactly. All right, so that leads very well into point two of this podcast, which is essentially familiarity. Um, Now, let's think about when you make friends with someone. When you make friends with a person, what's the first thing that you usually do? You introduce yourself, you smile, you're pleasant to them. And Johnson, what do you not do? Uh, I don't ask for their social security number to memorize. I don't ask for their credit card number (laughs) to memorize, unless I have some other intention. Yeah, excuse me, how much do you weigh and how tall are you? Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really care. You know? I don't even want to get close to you. I just want to you know, remember your facts. And I just want to analyze you. And that's not love. That's not familiarity. and that's not... that's not a relationship. So we always tell our members this. Learn a language just like you're building a relationship. It's just like building relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, a baby doesn't memorize anything. A baby doesn't even know what memorization is necessarily. They just know learning. 
So when they meet a new pe- new person, when they meet new people, they look at the face, they see the smile, they remember the smell, the sound of the voice, the you know sensory input, if you will, that that person gives off. So with language, it's exactly the same. Yep. So it's the same way. When you meet somebody for the first time, we don't try to remember facts about them. We don't try to uh, analyze their deepest fears. No. Instead, we... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. What's your deepest fear, by the way? Oh, you don't want, you don't want to talk? Okay. Because I want to go deep, right? We don't do that, right? We go easy. We don't go deep. We go easy. And we spend time with them. The same thing is like coming out of language and saying, okay, I'm going to learn this language. Now, what do the noun phrases look like? And how do I use this, the past, past, present, imperfect, indefinite? I mean, all the structural learning helps, but it should come later in our opinions. I think the first step is to make friends with the language, build a relationship. And see, here's the thing. This also relates to people that are further along in their language learning process. I'm, I'm, further quite far along with my Korean learning journey and I'm in the process of learning Spanish right now and I'm probably an early intermediate level I would guess at, in Spanish and I find that this this same principle applies in both to both of them at at any point of the journey if you if you're not approaching your relationship if you're not creating a relationship with the language then you're you're just creating I mean You're creating animosity, negativity toward the language. Oh, I don't want to do this. That's the, that's the hard thing that I have to do. You know? Yeah, I usually call it foreignness because uh, when you learn a foreign language, that's exactly how it feels, right? Foreign. And you want to get rid of it. True. And the only way to get rid of it is to look at it in a different angle. Yeah, so deliberate grammar and vocabulary study, of course, does help. And, and by no means am I saying that I've made it this far without doing it or that anyone should do away with it. But if you're approaching the beginning of your language journey, we both very strongly feel that you should wait on that and do some intense listening. We are talking about the order of learning, which is that we need to take first in order to make this path more smooth and easier. Yeah. And again, these are principles. These are not techniques. We're not saying the number of minutes to listen to or the type of material or anything like that. It's just to approach the process in this way. Um, so this leads into point three, uh, point three and the final point for this podcast, which is to use your senses and not your head in language learning. Um, you know, a lot of times we tend to dissect, we tend to approach language learning in the way that we do learning any other task. Like if you need to learn how to tie your shoes, okay, left lace, right lace, grab them, loop, swoop, pull, and you have to think it through using your, your, your head in you know, and so to speak, using your head. But with language, it's very much a sensory, a sensory experience. There's the sound going into your ears, the moving face of the person in front of you, um, you know, the social cues, body language. A lot of times I find that body language is a better tell for the meaning of what someone's saying than, than actually the content of their words. When you try to say something using the language itself, it's, uh, it's, closer, to, uh, it's closer to physical exercise It's closer mm. to physical activity than anything yeah. else. You're using your muscles. You're moving your muscles inside your mouth. You're moving the muscles on your face. That's how a language, speaking a language is supposed to be. It's a dance. Yeah, exactly. It's a dance. But people t- tend to overthink. People tend to use uh, less of their body and yeah. too much of their head. Yeah. And I, think that's, I don't think that's good. Yeah. That, that's why people have difficulty. And they're not going to have easier time speaking the language if they rely too much on the head. Yeah, and a lot of people, I think for that reason, they believe that, oh, you know, my memory is terrible. I don't have a good memory. I can't, I can't learn. 
but I mean, Johnson, you're a pretty forgetful guy, and you've you yes. <laughs> you've learned a ver- a, this language very very well. You're like a native speaker level in English, so that's exactly what my kids would say. You know, if they're asked to describe their dad, yeah. they would say, "Oh, he's really forgetful." Yeah, right. Especially things that I promised to buy them. Yeah. I tend to forget. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it doesn't require great memory. It doesn't require a high IQ to learn a language. I mean, look at me and look at you. I, I know you're a pretty smart guy. And you know, I, have, I know you have relatively better memory than I do. But still, you are not Einstein. I mean, neither. But you and I both successfully learned another language. Yeah. And because we didn't rely on you know, the logic, our ability to analyze. Because usually language learning... doesn't rely on that uh, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it, rec- it relies on sensory experience. And, and whether you know it or not, whether you're, even with your head, if you're playing the game of is that the noun or the subject of this sentence and blah, 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 you're actually absorbing a lot more information through your sensory, y- your ears and your eyes. Sure. I mean, seeing is very important, mm-hmm. right? When a mother is feeding a baby with applesauce, yeah. she's looking at it, it's coming in a spoon (laughs) ready in front of her right (laughs) so when when mom says let's eat right nobody has to explain what it means she's looking at it and of course listening is hugely important as we emphasized in the first point listening is the most important sense so for this reason I think that uh, we both agree there's no shortcuts really Um, there are of course more effective ways to maximize your input and ways to fit it into your daily life, and those may differ from person to person. But in in the long run, there really are no shortcuts. There's just more time spent in the language learning. Exactly. You listen more, and you watch more, you observe more, you smell more sometimes. (laughs) You know, Johnson always tells me about this, and and when I first heard it, it just totally made sense. But who are the best language learners in the world, Johnson? I used to think they were children, little babies. But now I think differently. I think otherwise. I think we are better learners than babies. Although babies have a lot of time, right? Babies are not corrupted with the uh, quote-unquote wrong way of learning a language. But I think we are in a better position to to learn a new language more quickly because we have a lot more life experience. Yeah, I mean, try teaching the word society to a child. Okay, well, in order to know the word, they first have to know the concept. And to understand what the functioning system of human beings and economics and all that stuff and how it all goes together, that's way beyond a child's. Yeah, that's why they start grasping the the meaning of the word society after they go to school. Now they're in a society. They know exactly what it means. But again, without anybody explaining what it means to them, they feel it. They kind of learn it from the context. Yeah, same with a book, right? Imagine you're reading a book and there's a word in there that keeps popping up and you don't know what it is. Well, if it pops up again and again and again in a number of contexts, contexts, you'll be like, oh, it means this. Okay. I mean, in the past 10 seconds, you and I said the word context about five times. And it's such an important concept in language learning. And yeah. I don't think we're using it enough. If you, if you start using it enough, we're going to make so much more progress faster. Mm. Use context as your main yep. thing of learning. One of, the best language, one of the best groups of people we find that are, are excellent language learners, there's a, there's a great book which I've read, um, which I would recommend, and I'm not, affiliate, not affiliated with by any means, but it's called Fluent Forever by Gabriel, Gabriel Weiner. And he is actually a, an opera singer. And wow. 
Yeah, and he sings in multiple languages. And when you sing these songs, of course, then your accent is very important. So he's actually he has very very good pronunciation in the languages that he knows, and I believe he speaks something like six or seven languages. Yeah, so musicians really, right? Especially classical musicians, because I think their job is to listen first of all, especially uh, singers and conductors, because they learn through their ears a lot of the tone, a lot of the songs they they uh, play or sing, yeah. and conductors usually most of the conductors speak three languages very fluently. Wow. And they have no difficulties so picking up another one. So why might that be? Because they, when they rehearse, which is what they do most of the time, they rehearse yeah. or, orchestra, their job yeah. is to listen to 100, uh, 100 people, 100 musicians mm-hmm. playing different instruments. And he needs to, or she needs to listen to all these musicians, the notes they're making, the tone they're making, yeah. and make corrections. They got to like hear the flutes and be like, no, the flutes are a little quiet. And look over yeah, at yeah. the flutes mid-song, mid-symphony, and be like, louder <laughs> yeah or he you might know? say hey uh he's running out of breath i think i need to quicken the tempo you know what i'm saying oh, interesting. they have to make all these adjustments too their job Jeez. is to listen attentively that's oh. why they are so quick at learning a new language and it's pretty yeah. amazing you know how fast they learn a new one yeah so they have like the ears example. they have the ears they have ears like the eyes of an eagle they're just like, like they can just like oh that's a good way to put it perfectly focus their ears Um, you know, I, I personally, I've really noticed that that skill for me has improved through as I've gone further with my language learning process. Now I can pick up on little tiny pronunciation things that people are making, you know, quirks, even within English as well. I hear, oh, that person always says their, their long A this way, you know. I have a similar experience too, because uh, really? about a few weeks ago, I started mm-hmm. learning German. I mean, learning German is not the right word. <laughs> not the right way to say because I'm not understanding anything. I'm still going through this um, listen to it like you listen to music kind of uh, phase. So mm-hmm. I'm listening to it without any comprehension. How long have you been doing that for? How many hours? Um, I think so far I've been doing it for 21 hours, 22 hours. And so you're recording those hours, right? Yeah, I've been logging my hours and my goal is to reach 50 hours before I attempt to learn anything. <laughs> hmm. Interesting, so interesting what, I, what, I'm, what I'm noticing is uh, when I listen to music, I love music. I love listening to you know, high-end audio equipment, that kind of thing. This guy's uh, a classical f- music fanatic. Oh, uh, yeah, that's an understatement. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> when I listen to uh, classical music these days, mm-hmm. uh, I find myself uh, enjoying it better. I can capture all the nuances even better than mm. before. Since I started listening to German, my ears are being trained. Interesting. Well, that's... Very important. So we've gone through our three points here. We're intending this podcast, it should be said, I think, to be listened to by Korean people learning English, but also by English speakers who are uh, learning Korean or really learning any language. Um, So we kind of are going to follow this one, two, three point uh, format in our our upcoming podcast to make it a little easier for the non-native English speakers to follow along. And we're also making this this podcast with the same general points, the same content in Korean as well. So you can check that as check that out as well. If you're a, a Korean learner and you want to, now that you know this content, you can go over and listen to the same thing in Korean, and and uh, you have a better contextual foundation to um, to learn from. So, do you have anything you want to add to that, Johnson? So I think we should go over these three main points just one more time, just to yeah. make it very clear. Mm-hmm. 
So we have point one, which is listen to the language as if it were music, the way that you would listen to music. Just absorb it and mostly enjoy it. Um, this leads into make friends with the language, get familiar with it. Um, don't approach it as if you would, say, a job interview. Approach it the way you would, you know, making a new friend. And that is one of a lighthearted interest and uh, a desire for familiarity. And finally, use your senses and not your head. Um, don't worry too much about what's right and wrong and dissecting this and that. Um, use your, your sense, your feeling, your intuitiveness, what you see and what you hear, and absorb as much as you can because in the end, that's, that's going to help you the most. Yeah, keep your ears, eyes, and heart open. Then the language will start flowing in. Trust me. Great, great way to put it. Well, we'll end there. Thanks for listening to our first episode of our podcast today, Sponge Mind Podcast. Yeah, this is our first one, so I hope you liked it. Please let us know. Um, feel free to visit our website at spongemind.net. It's under construction at the moment. But um, you can check us out on YouTube. We have a channel called Sponge Mind TV. We make videos that are um, in, a similar, in a similar fashion to this. And uh, anything else you want to add there, Johnson? Not really. I think I talked yeah. enough. Speaking English is way way more difficult than I thought. By the way, I was only kidding. I was only kidding. I always tell my students or learners that never tell yourself that English is hard because yeah. that kind of becomes the learning mental block. It really does. It yeah. really does. It's a thorn in the head. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you all. Keep doing what you're doing. Enjoy your language journey. Drink it all in and grow. 